here we are again, another episode of Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I'm your host, Tammy Riley. I'm really excited about this week's episode airing on Veterans Day. And to honor all of the veterans out there, we're having conversation with two Quinnipiac University student Marine veterans. And it's my first time meeting both Aaron and Kathleen, and it was such a beautiful conversation that we were able to share. They were so easy to talk with, and little did I know they actually knew each other and are each other's support network. So super excited to share our conversation around support and community, as well as establishing routine, and believe it or not, literally, quote unquote, cleaning house and what that means. Tune in for our conversation. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. I am super excited today to introduce two students at Quinnipiac who I actually have never met in person before. We just did a little Zoom catch-up meet and greet uh, before this conversation, but I'm really looking forward to um, their insight and all they have to share. They are two students who are veterans that are now attending and finishing up their university program at Quinnipiac. And seeing as today is Veterans Day, I thought their perspective would be really important to include, you know, in the conversation that we've been having surrounding self-care. So my two new friends, Aaron Machado and Kathleen Letgo, thank you so much for your willingness to be on this, even though you don't know me. No problem. Not a problem. Thank you. (laughs) And um, I will ask each of you just to give us like a brief, I'm going to say bio, but whatever you want to share about yourself and your life, whatever you want the listeners to, to have a little insight to before we begin our actual conversation, Aaron, I'll have you start us off. All right. Well, uh, let's say I'm, I'm going to date myself really quickly. I'm I'm 32 years old. (laughs) I feel like Billy Madison sometimes in some of my classes, just, you know, prove to my family I'm, I'm still worth it here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big hockey fan. Uh, I enjoy life at Quinnipiac. I followed their, their time when I was in the Marine Corps watching, uh, watching them go to the Frozen Four a few times, go against Yale. And it was, it was exciting. And I always thought, hey, you know, if I could go to a school, it would end up being here. And, and I ended up making it happen. So it was uh, – it was a fun time, I would say, to be able to watch all of that and then to actually experience it and see it and go to games and get to see all of this later on. Um, and yeah. I, I love that. So even though we haven't met before, we are so connected because I'm going to tell you that, you know, Hamden, if you didn't already know, is a hockey town. I mean, maybe you did know that. Everyone is connected some way. My father actually... Um, was a hockey player and that's how he went to college. So he, his adult life, he worked at Yale with um, the men's hockey team. He did other things around athletics as well, but he was with two Olympic teams and world cup teams. And so I've grown up with hockey. And, and when I first started working at Quinnipiac, Rand Pecknold, the first thing he did, he's such a jokester. If you haven't met him before, he pulled me into his office and he's like, one day, Quinnipiac is going to play Yale and I need to know what side of the ice you're sitting on. And I was like, what? Oh my God, I've grown up. 
this my dad at Yale? It was, it was so funny. And so anyway, now my dad retired from Yale and he works with the men's ice hockey team as his retirement job. So I too am completely connected to hockey. I've grown up, you know, as a, as a hockey brat and love the rinks. And uh, yeah, so we do share that connection, which I love that that's what brought you to Quinnipiac. And then if you can just um, tell us just briefly, maybe when you entered the service, how many years and, and what branch you were in. For sure. Um, I was a Marine and uh, back in 2008, I, I decided to enlist. I took a little bit of time out of the, out of, you know, I tried college life the first time I went to Nichols College for a semester and uh, couldn't really, you know, like I didn't really feel like I belonged. I felt like it was time for me to, to do something different. And I had some friends that had joined the military and I thought, you know what, it was this is this is more my life. I think I felt like it at that time. I remember watching you know, 9-11 happened. Recently, we just saw news and everything that just happened with that. So, I mean, it was, I felt like I had to do something. So in 2008, I decided to join, served till 2012 um, and took some time off, did a little bit of, you know, I was in the car business for a little bit, um, enjoyed it. I guess you could say it was nice to always be received well by the public, I should say. I mean, it was in a time where people were, you know, in 2012, people were still kind of iffy with each other. There was more politics going on again. So that was, uh, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, lived in the, with the car business and had fun with it and then decided to go back to school. So awesome. And now, now computer information systems is, uh, yeah, I, I decided to use my brain more than use anything else. And I felt like that would be more of a, more of a thing. And, you know, my time of using my body was over after the Marine Corps. So now it's time to use my brain. I can be smart <laughs> and yeah. put, it, put, put things to use. So It takes its toll for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're yeah. an athlete or you think about all the physicality that you had to do day in and day out, like it, it wears on your body. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, we can definitely visit that conversation again, um, but I'll just have Kathleen, same thing, just a little a little background bio on you, please. All right. Well, my name is Kathleen. I'm from New Jersey. I'm 24. So thank you, Aaron. Made me feel a little bit better about being an older student on campus. Um, I was also in the Marine Corps. I joined right out of high school. So I was in 2014 to 2018. And then after, of course, started at Quinnipiac, and I'm a double major, communication media studies, public relations, and um, four plus one program for my master's in public relations. All right. And so I love that you are able to do remote learning this semester, which you and I briefly chatted about. So you actually are in New Jersey, which I think it's nice, you know, that you have an option. You can live on campus, save a little money. I mean, live off campus, saving a little bit of money and, and still be a part of the community. And, um, and so I love that you were invited into this as well from, from afar. So thank you for joining us in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you are. Um, and this conversation you know, usually it's because I know everything about your background and exactly what you are and, and how you've been handling things. And so this is a, a different podcast for me where I really don't know much about that. So so bear with me while I pepper you with some questions uh, and it'll it maybe it will seem a little more inquisitive than than I guess my normal conversation, just because I'm now I'm so super curious to know what what's happening. And so if you could also just give a brief little I guess I'm going to say 
for all of us, the word self-care means different things. And sometimes we don't even use that word to, to mean that. So for example, if you're in high school, you may know that you need your alone time or that music helps you to stay calm or level-headed, but you might not label that as self-care, right? And so as we get a little bit older, we have more language and terminology for these things. So I guess, what does self-care mean for you? What has it meant? And, and I'm gonna actually ask you each specifically, I guess, before you were in the surface, the service, what was self-care for you? During your time, you know, in service, what did that look like? And then, and then now, and maybe it's the same thing. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe you didn't have anything like there's no right or wrong. Just super curious how you've navigated all of this because, you know, it's a, it's a lot more, I would say, than, than the average person, you know, that middle piece, the service, how did you, how did you maintain your own self-care when you had to give so much at that time too? So I don't know if one of you is like ready to go and wants to jump in. <laughs> okay. It was handed to you. Lovely. <laughs> so the behind the scenes is we zoom because I really, you know, I really like to see my people. So he was just like open-handed. It's all you. It's all you, Kathleen. All right. So as far as self-care when I was um, before the service. So again, for me, that would have been just straight up in high school. For me, I would say that that would be um, honestly like what you were saying, music. Music's always been something that's extremely important in my life. Um, you know, no matter the mood, I'm always playing music, whether, you know, I'm doing really anything, running errands or, you know, like getting ready for school. In that case, on my way to school, you know, anytime in study hall, if I was allowed to listen to music, you know, it was the first thing I'd ask if I could do. Um, and then, of course, the second thing being sports. So I was a cheerleader and I ran track. So again, you know, just kind of keeping myself in line as far as, you know, having a good diet, even though I love Wendy's and I would always eat Wendy's like a lot in high school. So that was definitely a big thing for me as well. And of course, a main thing, you know, being with hanging out my with all my friends and things like that was, of course, um, something that was self-care to me because, you know, I was able to, you know, kind of like be more of yourself and kind of lay back and just um, enjoy, you know, one other's company. And then I would say as far as in the service, which I do also translate this over to currently now, I would say my self-care would definitely still be music. That, of course, sports too as well. Sports has always been a big thing in my life. Um, trying to go to as much, you know, football games as I can. I'm a, I'm an Eagles fan. So I try to always make it down, um, especially last um, year, last fall semester, I would come down as much as I could. Even if it meant I had an 8 a.m. the next day, you know, I would – would make the drive back up here or back up there, should I say. Um, so definitely, definitely sports music. Um, of course, still the presence of friends, um, you know, that friends that pretty much are becoming like family. So, you know, again, like going to the Veterans Lounge, just seeing everybody catching up, especially every time a new semester comes up, I just get super excited. I feel like I'm back in, you know, like high school if I haven't seen those friends for a while. And I'm like, oh, and especially being in New Jersey, you know, of course, we have the beauty of social media, but again, seeing Aaron, I run over there and freak out and I usually have an extra donut for him, you know, like, Oh, here you go. So, cause I'm a big donut fan. That's definitely a self-care thing for me is donuts. Aaron can definitely uh, agree with that for me. I usually have a donut every day on campus. <laughs> so big donut fan. I, I love that. So I'm going to definitely throw out right now. You were the first guest 
that I've had on here that uses donuts as self-care. And I, I love it because it really does encompass the idea that self-care means so many different things to different people. And uh, thank you for admitting, because most people are also embarrassed to say that they need a donut every day or that is one of their go-to. Oh, yeah. Care. <laughs> it's a little things in life. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, we get to meet your dog. We can hear the heavy breathing. Yeah, it comes out. <laughs> um, and then I would definitely also say, like, the gym has definitely been a big thing for me, kind of keeping up again with the whole um, taking care of myself. Um, I would I would definitely say, though, um, for the health side, uh, physical fitness has always been something that's important to me. And then, especially during my time in the Marine Corps, I'd have a lot of friends, of course, that would go to the gym. And uh, kind of helped my confidence as far as feeling comfortable being in the gym. And, you know, even if I may feel like I'm not doing something bright or whatever, they would help me because I'm definitely the type of person who's hard on myself. So, you know, if I can't do a certain workout, I'm like, I'm just going to avoid it. I'm not doing it. So, you know, they would um, have the patience with me to take the time and really kind of get into that. So the gym has definitely been like my zen. Um, and again, another outlet that I'm allowed to, you know, blast music and just jam out and, you know, really kind of be one with myself. So I'll definitely yeah. say music, sports, going to the gym and donuts and, do- and, <laughs> and your dog. Um, I love that. It, I love, um, helped you with your confidence, you know, so important because I think we look, okay, here's a young, strong female entering the military. That takes a lot of guts right there. Right. So most people would not be thinking, oh, she lacks confidence or self-esteem. So I think it just also shows that, that, so many of us carry that little piece of insecurity. We always look to the outside and we see that physicality and, you know, the picture of health and strength and the warrior, but even the warriors have those little self-doubts. And um, so it was nice that you were able to find that place in the gym and find the, you know, your friends that helped you, which we all need to have some place to, to really look to find that. Um, yeah, it's too bad. We have to look to the outside to find our confidence inside. But, um, but I think that that is something that we all share for sure. We need those voices of reason to be like, you, you've got this Kathleen, you've got this. Um, super cool. Okay. And so we'll put you on hold and we'll turn this over to Aaron and let him, uh, Take the take the microphone and give us a little of your self care over the years. Um, my self care over the years has always been um, everything to do with some sort of sports or physical activity. Hockey. Um, I mean, hockey's been my thing since I was a very very little boy, and I mean, I'm, I'm still a little man, but you know, I made it all the way. Like it's still my it's still my thing. Um, I mean, even even joining the Marine Corps, there was. I was still able to find hockey in North Carolina. Um, the base ended up deciding to put a team together. And I, I decided to try out while I was in. And um, luckily enough, I got to be voted, you know, captain for the team for our base team. Got to represent it in some different places. We held a pretty high standard. Um, it was a great, great experience. Made some lifetime friends just from that team. I mean, you've got the brotherhood of sports behind you, but you also have the brotherhood of, the, of Marines and it's, you know, even sisterhood because we did have one or two females that came and tried out. They didn't make it, but you know, they still, they still put on, they still tried, you know? Um, and it was, it was a awesome experience to be able to have all of that. And then when I got out, I didn't want that feeling to die. So my friends and I, the three original captains, um, we decided to make a veterans team that would we could play in tournaments and we could call our old boys from the original team everybody seemed to get out and spread across the country 
and that's my wellness is my big weekend that we plan to see each other. We see each other once a year. We've been doing it since 2012. And, um, it's, it's been a great, great eight years. We go up to Lake Placid, we rent a giant house out for the weekend. We just have a great, you know, reminisce about what we did back, way back when, you know, now that we're all middle-aged or I can't say middle-aged men, but we're all in our thirties now. We all have families and it's funny to talk about what we did when we were 22 and 23 years old. So, I mean, it's that, that keeps you there. At least that keeps me sane. you know, I have the two kids at home. I have the wife at home. Everybody's happy. You know, it's a great time, but you know, hockey time with my kids is the best wellness that I can have. You know, there's no day that's ever a bad day when your son comes up to you and it just wants a hug for a random reason. I mean, mm. it makes you feel warm inside. So I, I definitely appreciate my kids because they, they help keep me in, keep me in a straight path and keep me in line. You know, want to set a good example as much as you can. So, I mean, hockey, keeping myself sane, working out when I can. I mean, I've made myself learn how to get some discipline here when rules kind of relax during this, this COVID time. Um, you could sleep in whenever you want, as long as you were up for your meetings or your classes, you could kind of do whatever you needed, but I had to set myself a schedule. And, uh, for the first time this summer, I got to be a stay at home dad while my wife took on, took on some stuff because of internships being canceled and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to be able to get those three months at home with my children, do my thing as well as, you know, keep the whole house going, keep it all get, I'll never get that time back. So that was a big piece of mental mental health fitness for me was being able to have all that time with my children and, and keep things going. Cause I know that not many people get a lucky experience to have that. So that's, that's what's keeping going now. I mean, hockey picked back up again, thankfully Connecticut's letting us play. So that's a big thing. I've been skating once a week now, again, for since, you know, for the last four or five weeks, it's, you know, it's just a little piece of heaven. <laughs> so I can't wait to put a rink out at my backyard now and we can, set that up and go skating. So I don't have to rely on the public anymore. I can do it for myself. It's all, it'll be cold soon. So let's oh my hope. God. So awesome. So your kids must love to be on the ice then as well. Oh, everything. My, my little man, for sure. They love, they love the ice. Um, and so they like playing. My uh, oldest is trying soccer now. He's, okay. he's doing that. I'm, I'm, my, my family has a Brazilian history and heritage. So it's kind of nice to have, my little one to say he wants to learn how to play that. So we gave him a try at that. He's had a couple games, scored a couple big goals for a five-year-old, you know, complete by accident, fell, tripped on the ball kind of thing. And it rolled in the net, but it counts. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't something that would win the world cup, but that's, he's proud. Oh he's happy and to see the joy in a five-year-old's face when he scores his first goal is always memorable. You know, it's nice. His, it never it, matters how the, how the ball, the puck, exactly. the whatever goes in. It, and especially as a parent, my daughter will, will tell you, she, she was a pretty good athlete, um, played in college, but you know, she was also really lucky. She was positioned in the right spot and either like it bounced off her foot or hit her stick or hit, like, it doesn't matter yep. to a parent. It's the same beautiful goal as, you know, that, that one time or whatever it is. Um, but how lucky, I love that you reflected that way. How lucky that you did get to become the stay at home dad and have those three months with your family. It's a flip. And so, you know, we, we could be negative. We could be like, Oh, I have to go to school and I have to, you know, take care of the kids all day, which I'm not used to. And the house, you know, it is a lot mm -hmm. when it's something you're not used to, 
But no, um, I give a lot of props to my wife for making that work all last year while I was doing school and, and even during, you know, when quarantine happened and having to transition everything at home, and keeping the kids quiet for classes. It was, it was a, it's a hard thing to do, but it was, I give her a lot of credit and I can't, um, I can't take away anything that she is. I mean, that's, that's just, wow. I mean, she's, she's built like a, no other person. <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. couldn't imagine. There's no words to describe it for me. Moms are, moms can seemingly do a lot of things at once. Oh, so, exactly. <laughs> but you're, you're learning as well. You're learning exactly. how, to, how to mom, which is a great skill to have because, you know, I, I think yeah. that, you know, that balance is always really important. And um, gosh, and I love that you have your annual, I'm going to say guys trip, um, oh, but, but like, first too. of all, doing what you love, right? So the ultimate hockey experience in Lake Placid, right? doesn't get any more hockey than that. And yep. it's that physicality of being on the ice, but it's something you share with, with your brothers from, from the service. So that really, I think, kind of encompasses a lot of things in that one weekend that, that We've can had- be fulfilling. For sure. We've had some players actually say, thank you for inviting us. Like, this is what I needed. Like I've had such a terrible year or I've had, you know, issues with this. Like I've missed hockey. I've missed my brothers. Like I've kind of forgot my purpose with stuff. And then they get this weekend for four or five days with all of us. And they're like, wow, I can't wait till next year. Like there's already talk in the middle of the weekend. Like next year is going to be even better. Like what can we do next year to make it better? We always find ways to do it. So it's nice to feel so what time of year do you typically do that travel? It's We do it in uh, the third week or second week of January. So okay. it's always like snowy mountains, ice cold. You're out there, it's negative 20 in the morning, and we go skating. You can skate the trail on, on Mirror Lake. You know, it's 1980 hockey town. For us, wow. it's the hockey mecca. So it's, it's great to be there, experience it. We try to bring some new faces, get them all excited, show them around. Um, you know, it's it's awesome. I mean, to even the local people We've been doing it so much that we've built the relationship with a lot of the local town. So, I mean, there's people, we have contacts in, in the shops that we can text really, Hey, do we, can we get this? Can we get that? It's kind of nice to, you know, be doing this and it's, there's a familiarity to it. And it's, it's a awesome experience to been able to be a part of something like that. Yeah, that comfort of year after year and how it's mm-hmm. the same but different all the time. So I'm just thinking you go in January. So this year, 2020, you were able to have your adventure. Yep. And yep. It's interesting to see what this January brings us. But um, we're hoping. we know that things are different. You know, as students, our life changed, your life changed, my life at the university, where things did go online. And, and again, I think that's... Um, you know, here nice for Kathleen that she decided, okay, I can do my courses and be a student and do all this online right now, which is, you know, working into your life, which is awesome. And then for you to Aaron to maybe be home, have a little more, if you were needing to watch your kids or be home with your kids, you know, kind of balance out your schedule with some virtual. So that's great. But, um, do you find that all of this on online, like our online learning, both of you are very social, very physical, you know, like me, that's our, we, we love that. And there's a physical energy that we give, but now that we're online, it's a different type of energy that we expend or that we feel. So how are you balancing that? What are, what are, do you feel any implications of that? Um, I guess share a little bit of what that means for you, Kathleen, because you know, Aaron had a question in his face, so he's not quite sure yet. So you get to go first. Yeah, of course. So I definitely think that 
um, first off, coming into college from the Marine Corps, I, I feel like the Marine Corps, of course, was more of a physical demand. But still, of course, um, depending, you know, your job or like what other kind of almost side projects or side jobs that you would have to do would entail, you know, a little bit more here and there. So, you know, you, you still will have that mental aspect. But I definitely feel that even starting into college, that of course, it's obviously more of a mental drain where there's times where I'm absolutely exhausted. And again, you know, my favorite thing is going to the gym and I just can't even pull myself to do that. Um, especially with online learning, I definitely, um, I wouldn't say I, I personally haven't had necessarily a hard time adjusting just because I did do some online college while I was in the Marine Corps. So I think that maybe in my personal case, I'm a lot more used to it. But of course, talking to other veterans or other students on campus, I've definitely seen them struggle or say, you know, how am I supposed to do a lab for this class online and things of that nature. And, you know, it's it's like what they always kind of say. And I know, again, Aaron can agree on this. You know, they always say in the Marine Corps, improvise, adapt, overcome. So I think that as long as, you know, it's, it is that two-way street where the students are still putting in as much enthusiasm into the work, um, just as much as the professors are, I think that it's just hopefully would be a lot easier on both sides parts. So for an example, last spring semester, I was in a biological anthropology class with a lab and my professor made it so easy as far as understanding everything. And this is completely new to me and I'm not a huge, you know, I'm a communications major for a reason. You know, that's what I always joke about. Um, I definitely am not, you know, uh, one to understand, I guess you can say science things, we'll say it like that. You know, a lot of my different friends, of course, at Quinnipiac are all, all fall under the health science department. And I always just joke and say, you know what, I love you guys, but it's difficult sometimes to keep up with who's what. So I just kind of put them all together there. So I, I, you know, I definitely do find that, you know, maybe it's also two certain classes that make it a lot easier, but still at the end of the day though, overall, I do definitely think that it is mentally draining and I feel like even a little bit more. And especially, you know, if I'm, you know, sitting at a desk or like right now I'm, you know, just hanging out in my room and we're just like this or, you know, wherever I'm kind of at and environment wise, you know, it's still, again, it's just, you know, you're sitting at a computer, you're sitting at a desk for so long that, you know, for example, to my Thursdays, I'm in class from two to nine 15 all on zoom or, you know, obviously when I was in person as well. So, I mean, you know, whether I'd be in person or online, it's, it's again, still draining by all means. I made that schedule for myself. So, but that's, that's the thing is I knew I was able to and break it up because again, of really going into the things that kind of helped me combat with, you know, switching to online learning and like really with COVID um, main things that I always do is of course, you know, like I said, I go to the gym, even if I'm feeling like I'm having kind of an off day and I may not put in as much work as I'd like to in the gym, I'm still leaving the gym knowing that, you know, I, I came in, you know, with this kind of like eh, attitude, but I can leave with, you know, feeling like, okay, that's one more thing to check off the list that I did today. And I feel a little bit more accomplished. And again, going back to the music thing, I can sit and blast, you know, whatever I want to, and it definitely alters my mood and makes me feel better. Um, other things too, you know, in, in my case, again, for example, Fridays I'm off. So, you know, Fridays are really going to be my like kind of catch up day where, yes, I'll do more homework and really stay ahead for classes, but I'll also take time to, you know, go on like a longer walk maybe or go to the park or, 
you know, if I was up in Connecticut, I'd go to Sleeping Giant, things like that, and just go hike. Um, and I always try to, you know, see whoever's around and kind of bring friends with me again, because it's that positive environment that you really need. Um, and again, even when I was up there for the short time before I came home, you know, I even, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan as well. So one of my, uh, one of actually the veterans that Aaron and I know, uh, he's never seen him. So, you know, I took it upon myself to make sure that he has. So, you know, we're watching, yeah, we were watching movies, you know, relatively often. And, you know, it was, it was kind of almost like a treat for us. So, you know, like, okay, well, I'm done my, this class at this time, but I have to do this work. So we'll all sit at a table, we'll all kind of complete our work and then, you know, have dinner, like make dinner. So it was definitely like a, a group, you know, project, I guess you can say for lack of words, where we would all kind of pitch in and be like, all right, you know, I'm done class at three o'clock, you know, I'll start prepping the meal, I'll get ready for us to eat. Cause I know you're in this class and that. And then, you know, after collectively as a group, we would do that. So it's really even that camaraderie that still as always will like push me and persevere through. And again, always, always harping back on the veterans. You know, I can go to Aaron and complain about something, but you know, he's in the same boat, he gets it, but we keep each other kind of um, held accountable for our work almost, which is nice because again, you know, there's times where I'll go in the veterans lounge and all I want to do is turn on, you know, the TV in there and watch, you know, the cars movie or something because, you know, one of our friends is obsessed with it. So (laughs) things like that, but you know, we'll, we'll keep each other held accountable, which is really nice as well, especially again, switching to online. Cause it's, I feel like it's one thing, you know, you have to physically go into a class, you know, you have to, take it upon yourself to get up, get ready, do whatever, get to campus early, hopefully find a parking spot that's not seven miles away, um, get into <laughs> class, you know, do all that stuff and really like be prepared in advance. Whereas now it's like, you know, you can just log on from your bed or turn off your camera and be like, oh yeah, I'm here. And then, you know, like I even have an 8 a.m. class that's color theory. That's so much fun. But even waking up, you know, right before I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And I'm an, I'm an early, you know, riser and it's still raining sometimes but I'll definitely you know stay active um physically doing other things to kind of keep my brain going that's besides the schoolwork as you can see like I have books behind me so I'm, I'm always reading that's something too that was really big for me through COVID I read a lot of um just recommended books from friends or any kind of like self-help books that just kind of like the optimistic side of how to get through this and that so it was definitely pushed me through um And then just another big takeaway, again, that was COVID all through now is just, you know, obviously cleaning is one thing, you know, doing laundry and things like that. But I would make it a point to clean up my whole life as a whole. Mm. And I I was like a BuzzFeed article or something. It's like, what to do over COVID when you're bored? So naturally, (laughs) I'm going to click it because it's BuzzFeed and go into it. And one of them is even something as simple as, you know, going through your emails and unsubscribing from all those random things that you're getting that you have no interest in. And it was something even as simple as that just like altered my mood. And I was like, wow, okay, now I'm not going to be bugged as much or having to sit and waste time, you know, swiping off, deleting the messages and so on and so forth. So, you know, just really like cleaning up my life, I guess. And then, you know, the the basic thing of always going through like what I need to throw, what I need to keep. So like things like that really kind of gave me a like a, a healthier mindset, I guess you can say. I love that. I really love that. We we are so fixated, especially during COVID, on the cleaning, but we don't realize, you know, and, and for some people, it could be eating healthy, right? So maybe mm-hmm. you were not as healthy at eating and other than the donuts, which we're going to allow anyway, but cleaning up the diet. For some people, it's relationship, right? Cleaning up toxic relationships, right? Things mm-hmm. in our life. But, um, but these are, you know, again, such great 
I'm going to say simple, like it's easy to scroll on your phone, which we're already doing, but oh, yeah. to do it in a productive way that at the end makes you feel better because you've lightened your load, right? We don't realize how much that email kind of weighs us down when you wake up and you see 857 new emails and you're like, what? Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, such really, really thoughtful things. Um, I also, just before we let Aaron jump in here again, I, I just, the acknowledgement that we could so easily just stay in bed, stay in our pajamas all day, you know, click on, but not really be present and the ability to have to hold yourself accountable or to have some system in place to hold yourself accountable is not, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. So, um, so thank you a for, for acknowledging that, but any other I guess I'm going to say things, tips, tricks, anything else that you did to help yourself in that, um, in those moments where you really, you know, didn't want to be as productive or as present. I'm going to say as present because I think it's easy for us to click on and be a part of something, but it seems like, um, you know, the presence is completely different. Yeah, definitely. So again, I mean, you actually just brought up kind of going into depth, another part that I didn't even put in consideration. I mean, of course, no one that's listening to the podcast sees me right now, but I am in sweatpants. Usually, <laughs> in my defense, I am going to the gym after this, so that's why I'm, I'm ready to go, right, when, you know, we're going out. But definitely um, making sure, you know, I, when I'm getting up, I'm not just going to keep wearing, you know, the sweatpants and the t-shirt as, as comfy as it is, and I will have my lazy days. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're all human. I'm going to have my days where, you know, you have your, you know, cheat days where they become like a cheat week. And then before I know it, I've ate, you know, I don't know, gnocchis, carbs, pasta, wings, tons of donuts. You know, we're, we're human at the end of the day. And that's something to always like kind of keep in consideration that, you know, you're going to have setbacks. And again, just always harping on the gym for me. You know, that's like, again, something that's a really big part of my life. So, you know, of course, having the gym closed, then I'm, I'm kind of going back to my Marine Corps roots of like, oh, God, like, what do I, I'm gonna have to actually do a push up instead of, you know, doing like having a bench or something of that nature. So, you know, even then, um, I was able to have some small, you know, things just like, you know, a set of dumbbells. Um, I had like a bar that I can put some weights on, like nothing too crazy, um, but was able to be innovative and think of different ways. And then, I feel like as much as, you know, it's great to unplug from social media, the kind of the blessing of it is having all these other, you know, accounts and people that I follow that have and share ideas. And, you know, some of my friends reaching out like, hey, what have you been doing for this and that? So, you know, kind of, again, bouncing off each other for ideas and just, again, that going back to the whole leaning on each other for things like that. It's just like always been something really that resonated with me through this. Mm. And again, you know, even even though it would be an absolutely gorgeous day, it couldn't even be, you know, hot, sticky, nothing. I'm just like, oh God, the last thing I want to do is go outside right now and I like like ward off running anymore. So I mean, even then, you know, I, I did Zumba one time. I was like, well that's fun. And then like I can get my blood pumping. So go on YouTube like Zumba. And I found all these like Disney Zumbas and it's like the Disney movie song. So it's like Mulan and I'm like, oh, I'm loving this. So, you know, even that to like, just kind of like keep my spirit up. It was just, it was just super cool. And I definitely liked it. Um, and then again, you know, I mean, really I've, I've seen it every time I went and of course walked Otis um, throughout the day or anything is, you know, there's tons of people that are obviously getting outdoors and that's, it's really a big thing. And I honestly hope that it, that's something that still resides and stays because, you know, it's, it's crazy to think of how much of a ghost town it was. And then, you know, if, 
you know, I'd, I would have to go, you know, like to the post office or something for my mom to drop off a letter and I come back home and, you know, there's tons of people out in the streets. It's crazy. And it's, it's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, I know Aaron can agree with this is when we were kids, you know, growing up, you'd be playing, you know, in the street or something like, Oh, car coming, car coming. Everyone's got to move out of the way, you know? And now it's just like a ghost town. There really wasn't anyone. And, you know, we're kind of almost going back to that. So I think it's just, you know, it's pretty cool to see that. And then, um, I'm, I made a list of everything that I'm thinking of that I did over COVID just so I kind of, Aaron knows my mind goes everywhere. So I'm trying to keep it, <laughs> keep it all together right now. But yeah, I mean, I pretty much just everything that I stated beforehand and then kind of like what you were talking about with Aaron too, you know, keeping the normalcy of having, you know, like to-do lists. So mm-hmm. I literally, I mean, I do that in my everyday life as is, um, but just again, you know, little things like, okay, um, you know, clean out my, you know, I have this giant trunk for lack of words of all my Marine Corps stuff, you know, so I'm cleaning that out and just seeing if there's anything, you know, that I can do, or, you know, I have all my different McMap belts. So for your martial arts that we have in the Marine Corps, I always wanted to make them in a little shadow box and just kind of like have it for myself and hang it up. So like, okay, what can I do for that? And how can I do that? So things like that. And, you know, just even little projects, which I mean, you've seen, I'm sure all over social media too, is a lot of people doing the COVID projects. So I love it. I mean, like super productive time, it sounds Mm -hmm. like, which is, you know, we're not going to say that that means that every day has been perfect as we know. Oh God, no. no. (laughs) um, uh, Tiger King on Netflix, (laughs) whatever, exotic Joe, Joe exotic, that guy. Yeah. I Don't get me wrong. Two episodes, I couldn't, I couldn't anymore. I couldn't do it. I tried, I just couldn't. Fitz Creek is more me. And um, yeah, so anyway, but I love, uh, you know, the intentionality behind the productivity. And I think that that is, we have to help ourselves, right? Is what you're saying, like Mm -hmm. that to-do list and that like, how okay, I'm going to look on social media, the reading of Bud's feed. I'm going to check with my friends. Like we need to, I, I need to be, keep my head in a good spot, right? Because it's so easy to spiral down and to not get out of the bed every day for weeks or whatever. So even even like reaching out to Aaron, you know, I made it a point to say, hey, you know, why don't we do like a virtual veterans lounge, you know, kind of see who's around. And if anyone wants to, you know, just come in on Zoom and just chit chat. And we did it like one day and it was so much fun. And, you know, everyone that participated or stopped in for two seconds, you know, besides doing whatever else with their life, you know, all like reached out and said, you know, like I really appreciate that you guys put this together because it like it really does make a difference. Like we can't see each other, but just a virtual veterans lounge, you know, all of us just still hanging out, just different parts, you know, not all in the actual physical veterans lounge, but you know, just being able to catch up and like, you know, how's everyone coping with COVID and how is this and that? And then, you know, for all you know, maybe someone is struggling with something that you could be able to help them with, maybe if you're in the area like, oh, I need this and that with my house or so on and so forth. So it was just a really good way for us to all, you know, keep in touch, but, you know, kind of again, like, again, the camaraderie, like keeping together, venting, things like that. So it was really cool. It was a good time. Yeah. That support is so important. So I'm really, it's really nice. I guess I've been on campus, this is my 18th year at Quinnipiac. And though I know, you know, the department that oversees Veterans Affairs and Jason Burke, who mm-hmm. I love. Um, and I know, but I did not know there was this like little secret lounge. I'm, I'm going to say secret only because I don't know. But um, I think it's fabulous that you do have a space where you can go to meet each other. Because just like anything else, there's a commuter lounge and then the different, you know, organizations have different spots on campus and you are 
your own unique group of individuals, you know, as Aaron will say, he's the grandpa. And so he uh, needs a place I'm to I'm actually be. like, not that old, <laughs> but no, I mean, but- most of the people, if I stand next to them, I look like I'm younger than them. <laughs> I have you beat. Don't worry. Yeah. So we're, I'm definitely uh, the oldest one on this on this podcast right now. So you you can feel like a young kid, even with your two. Oh, my no, no. my babies are 28 and 26. Just to put it in perspective. So, <laughs> yes, but okay. So now we're going to switch. So we we have this long um, amazingness of all the things that Kathleen was putting together. And so, Aaron, what can you add to that? How how are you? Um, I guess getting through each day or energetically trying to keep it all together because you have a whole different scenario, right? Where, you know, Kathleen can be like, Oh, I'm going to do this cool project. You've got the little ones like tugging on your sleeve, like daddy, daddy play shoots and ladders. Right. So completely different scenario. Um, I would, I mean, you know, my wife is, like I said before, I mean, I mentioned her a bunch, but she kept them kind of, you know, focused on other things. I mean, my son was doing preschool during all that time. So there was stuff to do in the afternoon for him. The school gave a Chromebook for everybody, kind of what he's using now, because that's what's happening now. Um, but he's familiar with it. And she kept, you know, my, my youngest son has, um, he's, we're starting to find out that he's got some developmental issues. He's slow to speech right now. We're working with speech therapists. We're working with birth to three. We're working with a lot of people to try and help improve his progress. And he's slowly progressing. I mean, that gave me something to work on over the summer, especially Um, I've had to learn sign language and then teach him what he can. And then also, I mean, his interpretation of making, you know, getting a drink or making a sign for eat and stop and done and again and on and just a bunch of different things for him to help communicate for us. Because, um, I mean, it's every, every child's different. We got to learn his learning. And that's, that was something that I had to do over the summer. So I was able to apply that in uh, different ways. We met with people virtually um, to talk and help out. Um, But there was a lot of, you know, I have to have a lot of one-on-one time with my with my son when I was in between classes and when I was in between that kind of thing to help keep things going. And then once school slowly ended, it was like there's so much more free time. There's so much more to do. So I had to kind of take charge of, you know, I wake up at 6, you know, breakfast. Like I have my me time. My son wakes up at 7.30. Then he's up and he has his breakfast and then slow, you know, so on and so forth. Throughout the day, I had, you know, blocks of time where – uh, one kid could play by himself, the other one played by himself, and then they played together. And I, I kind of had to keep a schedule structure and build some discipline for myself on this because I, fe- I started to notice the little things like I'd wake up, not put any, you know, I'd be in shorts and a T-shirt all day long. And, you know, those elastic bands are great for a waist. Right? You know, after a while, like, you start to you start to get like, wow, man, this is what it's become. So now you want to. Like I started to notice some, some, I can't say nasty habits, but for me in my own right, they were some nasty habits of not wanting to get up, like making excuses like, Hey, can you go get me that bottle of water or something like, you know, not just not wanting to get up, not wanting to do anything. And I, I kind of got sick of it and it was, um, you know, I, I decided to do some readings as well. I, I, make it a point now to read at least an hour a day, whether it's in the morning by myself or an evening when everybody's asleep, just to find a time to read for at least an hour a day of something. Um, you know, like whether it's 
you know, I try to stay away from politics because nobody cares to hear about that because it's everywhere right now. So, I mean, like I try to find something new to, to learn about. Um, I've read some Jocko stuff to kind of help re to reiterate, you know, the discipline that I felt like I'd been lacking. I heard from it from somewhere, you know, had to hear it from somewhere else of some things and got some life lessons changed around. So I, I used that. Um, but a lot of it was just building a schedule and, and really sticking to it. And, and if you have to, if you say you're going to get up and do it, do it. Your alarm clock goes off, get up. Don't push the snooze button a hundred times over. I mean, you set that alarm last night for a reason. I mean, I know that the pillow is nice and warm, but get up and move around, have some, have some water, get, get your day going. Because I mean, if you're saving all of your energy for something later on, and you're not actually going to use it. And that's what I, what I was doing is I was saving my energy for something I was never actually going to use. I'd be lazy, sit around all day. And that's, that was my thing. I mean, I found different ways to, to do, I mean, to, your, your mind is a dangerous place, but it can be a fun place too. I mean, if you get sucked into those bad thoughts and bad habits, then it's really hard to get rid of, um, but to be able to keep moving and, and get yourself going just, even if you go outside for a half hour and go for a walk, you can feel your mood change. I mean, just listening to stuff. You don't even, it could, I, I would say like for a little bit, I would bring my AirPods and then I'd be like, wait, why would I do that? I live near the water. Like, let me listen to the water. Like, you know, just during high tide, let me, you know, see the sun come up. I don't care if it's hot or if it's sticky or what, like it being outside, like I need to feel something other than just this comfort. I need to feel a little bit of discomfort here to ground me. Because like that's where I was getting in my mind. It was like I need something to do. And then I decided that, you know what, I'm just not gonna live like this. I'm not gonna do this. The diet changed, the you know, everything changed in the house. Like there's there's, you know, snacks in there that are clementines and grapes instead of, you know, fruit snacks and fruit roll ups. Like I'm <laughs> I'm a big munchy kind of guy. So I love, you know, I like to snack as often as I can. I like the sweets. I love donuts. I love all of that. But it was a lot of just kind of figuring out what I had done before and why it, I had to look at the path that I had walked and realize that I was walking a bad path. I could have changed a long time ago, but things, you know, now, thankfully, this kind of forced a change. I mean, I found the good in what was, what is something that is very, very bad. You know, I mean, you had to find that little bit of good. So, wow. So I think I, think I did, <laughs> I can say. So, so interesting, right? Because as Kathleen said, she was looking for things to clean, um, you know, and here she is cleaning out, you know, on the other and the other aspect. And you're literally doing the cleanup that I had referenced, you know, cleaning up the diet and the snack cabinet, which God is so tempting. I get it because I'm a snack person too. I love a crunchy, salty thing in there. And when you have kids mm -hmm. around, right? So there's always things or you're always, fin I remember being around finishing their dishes and, you know, you hate to throw things out. So as parents, we fall into that trap too. But um, so you really started to change your, because you were noticing you weren't feeling um, the way you wanted to feel health-wise. So cleaning yeah. up your routine and your diet and you did like, so over... I guess since I don't know when you started that right at the beginning of COVID towards the middle. It was, I mean, March kind of came. I, I mean, I was playing hockey all the way up. The, the last game I played was a charity game in Boston with this group called the skate for 22 guys. Um, they had a game that you, you know, they have some highly skilled guys and they, you know, they wanted to have some fun. And that was the last time that I touched the ice because Massachusetts shut down the NHL canceled the season three days later. Um, everything really shut down. And then I didn't, 
I kind of took for granted before, like when I was, how much I was playing. And then I, I got into, I guess I fell into a depression, but not in a, not in the serious of ways. It's more like, man, I really miss hockey. I miss my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we had mentioned that we had done the zoom nights for, you know, for our veterans lounge, the same teams, like my, I, you know, the skate for 22 group would, there's 3000 members in, in the group. And I mean, they send out a Zoom link to everyone. Not everybody would join, but there'd be nights where there'd be 50 people and we would do Mondays and Thursdays. And it was nice to catch up with people. We would go into our own breakout rooms. The guy, the host would put it there in case we wanted to talk. And just pretty much there was there was so much freedom. It was nice to be able to keep in touch with the guys that you were always, you know, conversing with. You didn't, you got that time. I mean, life is life, but we, we try to find a way to get out of our everyday normal to, to experience some stress-free life. And that was what our safe space was for us. So to be able to do these things, these small things and have fun, you know, talking with these groups of people virtually, because that's what we had for some, it was in person, you know, for the people that were close by. But um, I mean, to, to have that ability was nice to, to be able to talk to these guys and then, you know, summer or spring comes along and I don't touch the ice for six months or for three months. And I'm like, you know, I, I really need to do something like I can't continue to go this way. And I started to see, you know, the fluff start to go over the elastic waistbands again. And I'm like, this is not good. My chins are starting to come back. My neck <laughs> away. It wasn't something I wanted to have happen. And, you know, I, I decided to just do something that day like you know what i hate running but i'm gonna do it like i hate it so much so much but i download an app and i i use the nike run app i don't know if anybody else is using it but i use that it tracks everything so far i'm at you know i i don't know I, i'm in the 50 mile mark according to nike but i i used the under armor one before i mean it was it wasn't something that i wanted to do but i decided to use that to track myself and it helped keep me you know, of motivated. I mean, using the tech gadgets, the watches, the Fitbits, the different things to kind of say, Hey, get up. Did you, why aren't you doing this? Like here was a, you were doing this for a little bit, but why'd you slow down? Like if an app is asking me that, I know it's programmed to do it, but I should still get up and do it. Like that's, that's like, it gave me that reinforced question of, yeah, why aren't I doing it? I have 20 minutes I can spare. I mean, I hate running, but I'll go for a two mile run every single day. Just about. I mean, life gets in the way, so I plan that I'm going to run every single day. If a kid, my kid's sick and I can't, then I can't. Then I'll wake up early the next morning and I'll put myself through hell and I'll go do double what I'm planning on doing. And you know, but it was something that I had to learn how to do again. I felt like it came very easy when I was in the Marine Corps because it was like, hey, you got to go do this. It's you're going to wake up Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You're going to run five miles. You have no choice. Be here at three thirty. And now it's like, okay, I can sleep until seven, eight, nine. If I chose to, I still can't. I get, I live off of five or six hours of sleep a night. Like if I sleep any more than that, I'm a groggy mess the next day. I'm too overtired. I can't even, I mean, I feel like sometimes even six hours is too much for me. I've been going to bed at two, waking up at seven or six thirty every morning is more my speed. It's more my thing. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean, I'm a big fan of the power nap, but the power nap is never more than 20 minutes. And I just kind of throw my feet up and let the blood flow go from my feet and I'm out for 20 minutes and I'm up. Kat's seen me do it. And she's like, I don't understand. It's just sleep is a privilege in the Marine Corps. And I figured out how to nap real quick, turn my brain off, wake right back up and get going again. Um, so that's that's a skill. 
That is a complete yeah. skill being able to do that, especially if she's seen you do it in the lounge when people are coming in and out. And oh, dude, you know. we all can do it. It's a, it's the cool. Most of us can. I can't say we all can. Some people have a real hard time shutting your brain off. But yeah. I mean, for you got thirty minutes. You look at the clock. Okay, breathe. Shut shut down. Put your feet up. Let the let that relaxation hit. Go back to sleep. You know, you know take that that thirty minutes. Wake up. Go to class. Do your thing. You know. I mean. Like if you can, I, I guess you can call it the dad nap. That's what I, I, <laughs> I figured out why my dad did it all the time. I kind of do it too, sitting on the couch doing but that's whatever. That's what's resting your eyes when you do the dad nap. It's I'm just oh I'm for just sure. <laughs> you watch a TV through your eyelids. Like yeah, yeah, I saw that touchdown. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad would do that. I'd, be in, I'd go in and you try to change the channel, and he would say, oh, "I'm watching that," but your eyes are closed. You're not watching exactly. it. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that. Oh, oh. It's so interesting, you know, what you said, right? You're in the military and it's so intense and, and those habits are so ingrained in you. But even with that, you you go back and now now you have a new normal, right? That routine and that regimen isn't part of your life. But that's what you went back to, right? So as, as I heard you speaking like that, I guess I'm going to say what pulled you through was going back to that discipline and that routine that you had, which reminded you of how you like to feel, right? So it's just yeah. so interesting. I took the extra time to make my bed every day. My, now my wife, I mean, she's right along with me. She gets up, she makes her side of the bed if she's up before me and I do the mm-hmm. same. And, you know, a lot of the times we're up together and she's doing the same thing. I mean, I feel like I'm not just setting an example for myself. I mean, she gets, I find her getting up doing things. I find her making, you know, decisions for herself. And it's a conversation that we've never actually had. Like, I just see her do it. And it's, I don't know, like my, I can't say my way is the right way because no way is the right way. It's just whatever way works best for you. I mean, she's one of those people who needs to sleep early and sleep 12 hours. I can't do that. I, I need, If I do that, I'm, it's just never going to work. So, I mean, it's there's everybody's different. And I think that what's kept a lot of us veterans going is the fact that we keep checking in with each other. I mean, we, usually, we made it a habit before to check in with each other, the, all of this. So, I mean, at least I know. I check in with my, a lot of my buddies. Um, I know Kat checks in with a lot of her friends and just all of us. I mean, it's a responsibility. I feel like some of us should have, uh, you should hold yourself to that. Um, because you do never know what, what you're going through. I would say that it's the word new normal. I don't like hearing the new normal because this shouldn't be, if we, if we normalize how this is now, this will always be normal to people. And life wasn't like this life is normal. So I felt like, getting up, going for a run, going outside, doing things. I mean, Kat mentioned her neighborhood was a ghost town. Mine was too. But then, you know, I saw, like, I see people, I don't know if it's one of those things that, like, you notice once once you start doing it. But I noticed that I'm out running, I'm doing things more. I started to see, you know, more people out walking. I started to see kids outside playing street hockey and, you know, neighbors and stuff like that doing the same thing. They can't leave their house, but, you know, I live in a quiet area. It's a nice dead-end spot. And the kids are outside playing street hockey and soccer and stickball and doing all these things. And you, it wasn't like that before, but it, it kind of was. But now it's even more so than before. It's like the screen time, even though it's so such a necessity, I think people are more sick of it now than ever. And they'd rather be outside. They'd rather go places. Sleeping Giant, the minute that opened, that I've okay. been there a few times and it's been it's always packed. You can't go into all, all the trails. It doesn't matter which, whether you're going up the main trail or the side trails or any of the other pieces, there's always people walking and they're, they're doing something. And it's kind of nice to see that because it oh, brings you back. 
because technology was supposed to help us stay connected to our closest people. But a lot of the times it makes you feel really distant to the people that are in the room with you because you're always looking at your phone. You're always texting somebody, even if there might even be across the room from you and they're texting them. So, I mean, it's it, it kind of you miss that we're social creatures and it's really yeah. hard to just look at a screen and talk to everybody. I feel I mean. For some, I mean, my job is going to have a lot of that. And my career is going to be a lot of remote work and people, my internships from companies have been, I've had, you know, guys that I had to work with that were from India or Bangladesh and they're living on my timeline. You know, it's maybe two or three in the morning for them, but you know, it's, it's 8am for me and we're doing work and going through and it's like, I'm used to that. And I understand that that could, that's what my career choice is. And I kind I knew I picked the path, but I need to keep the normal physical get out do things keep that and try to keep that is what's normal because i don't i don't like the idea of this just becoming somebody this being new normal this shouldn't be that that term should only be used for a temporary time because if it stays that way it's going to just become normal and we'll forget what we've done yeah oh i agree i love i love everything that you were just summing up first of all the the idea of you know you chose your career path but you know it's about life and balance so you know mm-hmm. how how to offset and and this opportunity this time this ability to step back has maybe given us a little perspective on how to be better at the balance because like you said we tend to go into the rabbit holes of of the social media and the online and the you know all of that world and and it does make us feel more distant um, and, and I love that both of your neighborhoods, I'm going to say are flourishing with people outside. And that just gives me hope, right? It gives me hope that, that it is the next evolution where we have retreated into our homes before this, we have been a little more isolated neighborhoods have a whole different feel, but maybe this, this idea has, has brought a neighborhood back. Maybe people are going to yeah. be outdoors more and more connected, um, because we recognize the value in that, or I'd like to to think that anyway. I'd like to think just like you're saying, it's not, I don't want to use the word new normal. I've been trying to not use any of those words on here because, but you know, we're, we're establishing, you know, new guidelines and boundaries and how, how we want to live moving forward, you know, and we've had to do some soul searching and I love all of your honest, both of your honest reflections on what that's meant because um, it's, it's certainly not easy, but I have one, one question that we'll sort of end with for both of you. Um, so it revolves around the idea that I know that both of you, and it's clear from your conversations um, and everything you've shared, that you know how to be a good friend, that you're there to support, whether it's your wife, your family, the other veterans, the you know people who might need you, you're a good friend. But are you a good friend to yourself? And um, do you have that ability? <laughs> Uh, you're right. Yeah, Kathleen's giving me an eye right now. Um, it's hard, right? And I'm going to just throw out there like I, I ask this because, you know, I am, I'm 52. And so I realize like I, I value and pride myself on being a good friend. But I realized that I wasn't always the best friend to myself, right? That self-talk was was hard to move away from that, that negative self-talk, I guess I should say. Um, and it was... I didn't realize, right? It took me, I was like, I was reading something and I, I, whatever it was that I read, it was just like, you know, talk to yourself as if you're talking to your best friend. And I just paused for a second and thought, oh my gosh, talking to myself and talking to your best friend. I had two different ways that I would have that conversation. So, you know, just a little, a little reflection that you you didn't know this was coming. So I didn't tell you. So it's not on Kathleen. It's not on your little list of things, but you know, can you, (laughs) so can you be your own 
best friend or a good friend yourself? Is that something you need to work on? Is it something we've even thought about? And Aaron's going to make you go first. I know. He's I kind of figured. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can take it if you want me to. That's not a problem. I'll, no, here, no. I'll do it. I got you. I got you. I'll take care of this one. All right. So what I think is, um, yes, I'm a good friend to myself, to a standard that I feel is inadequate. Um, I would say that for a long, I'm very hard on myself. I like to set goals that I feel are attainable but I can't always reach them. And because I can't reach them, I focus very hard on my failure and on why I failed. And I'll probably dwell a little bit more than, you know, what's normal on why I should, like why I failed. And it's not something that I like to admit, but I've, be, I've gotten to the point where you're going to have a million fails. It's time to fail. Just get up, do it again and try I mean, if there's things you can control and there's things you can't, and I know that I was one of the, I was a yes man for one of the, for a while. I, I'm, I don't know if you guys have ever used that term, but anybody would ever ask anything. It was always, yeah, yeah, I can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it put me a lot of the times at odds with family or this, because I had, you know, an obligation somewhere else. And the, the power of the word no, mm. never really, like I knew no was there. No was there. No was there. You could hear it over and over and over again. But like I never really used that. Like if somebody always wanted to do something, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. It was never no. It was like I got I got other things I need to take care of. I need to worry about what I got to do first. Like this is what I can do. This is what I can offer. Um, and I sh- I should have been more wary of no or more forceful in my use of no when it came to just anything really of, of some stuff because I felt like I put others' needs sometimes before my own and you gotta in order for you to be a good person you gotta be a good person with yourself i mean i feel like and for a while i kind of let that go and i had to re you know reevaluate how i thought and um you know just some things like that changed i mean i think now i can be a better friend to myself but i'm never going to reach the goal of perfect because i know that's unattainable but i can always strive for it at least and that's what i want to do um and you know, the, from even just from people in the past that I might've wronged and things like that, there's, you gotta, everybody has their battles and sometimes they're more vocal than others. And some, a lot of the times I wasn't, and you know, that's my fault for me not being that, you know, me not being as honest, I guess, with myself towards others, because if I can't be honest with myself, I can't tell you the truth. So it was a lot of, I got to figure it out. And I think now for the, you know, this, this quarantine kind of helped really give me that soul search, that, that deepness, that deep thought of like, I got to take care of me. I got to take care of what's close. I got to take care of everything there first. And if I can do that, then I can help everyone else. And now I can definitely help myself because I feel that I've been able to do that or at least found my way to do that. So love it. That's, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love the honesty in that. And, um, also the admission about perfection, which, you know, we, we think being perfect is the ultimate, but as you said, like that'll never happen. Yep. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I love the lesson. Thank you. Kathleen. I definitely feel, I mean, again, me and Aaron have had multiple talks about, you know, just literally everyday life, anything really mental health, anything 
really in any form. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> so we've definitely always, you know, of course, been there for each other, leaned on each other as well as, you know, really anybody. Cause we're both, um, I definitely feel that him and I are both people that are definitely selfless. We'll put everyone else's needs before our own. And I think that's why it's difficult for us. And again, I'm the same way. Like I said, we're literally cut from the same cloth. So I'm the same way with the perfectionist thing, you know, um, it's easier for us to put, you know, of course, others before us because we don't think anything else is like a second nature. That's just kind of like directly what it is to us is, hey, you know, you know, is this person okay? Is that person okay? And then sometimes we may almost, you know, forget about our own selves. So I definitely agree with Aaron as as far as what he said, um, kind of overall. And then again, for me, I would, I would definitely think more into my time in the Marine Corps because again, maybe it's just like our... I don't have a huge age gap, but you know what I mean? Like different points of life. I feel like you start almost getting like a little bit of clarity. So for me, one of my big ones was when I was deployed. And then, you know, the idea of even as silly as it sounds like I was just talking to my friend about it yesterday, actually, just even going to eat like a meal alone or something. You know, if I went to the chow hall to go and eat alone, it was something that was even just so foreign to me. It's like, oh, like I'm always with somebody. So it's, it's really even being with like the company of yourself. And then even for me, especially to rolling into college and, you know, yeah, you're around people, you have friends or, you know, for me, I didn't have roommates um, until like somewhat recent. So again, it was just, you know, really enjoying your own company. And again, kind of finding out who I am and like what I really want versus, you know, kind of like the, the, the thin layer on top. It's really kind of getting that meat potatoes and figuring out more of what you want. So I would say that, pretty much the same aligning with Aaron is that, yes, I know I could be there for myself as far as like a friend. I wouldn't say I'm on a, you know, besties level um, <laughs> yet, but yeah, that's definitely somewhere that I would like to be. But I, I definitely think I'm more like cognate, more aware of just things in my life. And obviously, you know, certain things that, you know, I'd rather like kind of avoid or stay away from. So kind of being more like self-reliant, but also, um, kind of keeping my head on a swivel. And I don't mean that in a negative way and like a just life way of like, all right, this is not a path that I want to go down. So what can I do? How can you, and again, going straight to mental health, like how, what can I do to pull myself out of there? Is this something that, you know, I, I need to reach out to Aaron to, which I have on, you know, just any everyday life things. And he's always been able to give me, you know, really great advice to help me kind of maneuver where to next in life. So I definitely mm-hmm. think, yeah, I'm a friend to myself. But like I said, I'm not a, not besties. We don't have like the matching necklaces or anything just yet, but maybe we'll get there. <laughs> um, squad goals, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, but you know, I, such words of wisdom and, and you're young. Like I know you've had a, like, I think, you know, you went away, you were in the service and that definitely, I'm going to say, gives you a, a, a greater perspective in a short amount of time, right? You've packed mm-hmm. a lot into your life. Um, but yeah, that realization, you know, at 24, I wasn't thinking the things that you're thinking and, and having these conversations was not something I was, I'm trying to think, I don't even know if it was part of our language back then of what we talked about and, and taking care of ourselves. I don't think we worried about that then. I, I, and I don't mean that we didn't need it. We did. I just think that it was such a different place. We weren't as cognizant of how important that was. And so it's taken me, I guess, a long time to get to the point where, where you are to recognize, like, I, I want to be on track. I know that I have to be there, but yeah, I, I might not be my, my own bestie yet, but I can see that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, uh, super cool. That was, I, I love this. 
Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. No, this is this is this is what I like about things like this. I mean, the there's so much bad that we hear on a daily basis. There's just so much. Everybody's bashing someone for something. It's political. It's this. It's you don't agree with my opinion, but there's so much good that's still coming that isn't being talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's people figuring out how to cut, be a better person, like be a nicer person. I, I like to think that everybody can change somehow. And I, in whether it's either good or bad, but I feel there's more good people, you know, more things of people getting rid of those nasty habits and choosing to drink water over soap now, doing different things that they didn't do before. And now they're, they're happy and they're, they're trying to be happier. I mean, there's some, you know, the normalcy's coming back for them. They're finding what to them is their recognition. Of them, mm. And that's what they want. And it's kind of the, I don't know, you see it here. I see it in different places. I've talked to other students and professors and they think, everybody thinks something is similar, but it's all going it, to, there's so much that can happen. And there's so much, there's so much good that's going to come of this, even though there's so much bad that has happened. We're going to come out of a better end. Hopefully. Yeah. We feel like we have no choice, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this is as bad as it can get and we've already, we've, um, we've, we've gone through this, I mean, as a society, I mean, it's time to, I mean, there's time to nut up and shut up. Let's do this. Let's, let's go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're ready to be, to, I mean, let's, we can, everybody's going to take charge of their life somehow and you need to. I think that this is a good way to do it is for yourself to realize, Hey, you know, I can, I'm human and I make mistakes. I am not perfect as much as I want to, you know, portray or act like I am. I'm not. And you need to, it kind of humbles you. And, mm. you know, I've heard some things where if you take something, my favorite thing that I've heard that's really changed. If you take it, if you, somebody says something to you and you take it personally, it's probably true. And I've never really put that into perspective and, I mean, it's kind of helped really change some things, you know, and like, let's, let's, you know, you can really help change yourself just by listening to those words. If you feel you took something too personally, it's probably true a lot of the time. And it, it was somehow, whether it was negative or positive, it's you, your, it's your interpretation. Love that. That's the perfect word of wisdom to uh, end our conversation on. Um, I, I have to think about that. I, I think there's some truth to that for sure. I had a pang of when you said that, like, I, I think you might be right. So I'm going to have to think about that statement myself. Um, but I really, I so appreciate your time, both of you, especially because you didn't really know me. You really didn't know what you were getting yourself into. Uh, <laughs> it's been nice to have the conversation. I didn't realize going in that even you two knew each other. So what a joy to have you be able to talk about each other and have this great conversation. I want to thank you so much for your service. Um, I do appreciate you both having spent time in, in the Marines and all that you gave up and all that you did for myself, my family, and, and for our country. And so thank you so much for that. And I wish you so much luck finishing up your degrees. And I hope that we run into each other on campus. Kathleen, when you come back to campus, you know, hopefully in the spring we'll be together. And uh, we definitely are going to collaborate on a program or something. I, I really enjoy our conversation. So I think I think there's something good that we can drum up together. Maybe it's something in the Veterans Lounge if I'm allowed in. So 
So we'll see. I might. <laughs> oh, we'll make you VIP. It's fine. That's we'll fine. tell you the password. It's okay. We got you. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I can come with Harry Potter DVDs or whatever it oh, takes. Sold me right there. That and donuts. You bring the Harry good. Potter for her, some apple cider donuts, and a pumpkin spice latte for me, and we're good. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, we'll, we're going to have a conversation after this. But thank you so much, and uh, we will chat again soon. certainly hoping you enjoyed our Veterans Week episode with Aaron and Kathleen. Thank you for spending time with Living Well While Living Online and me, Tammy Riley. This podcast is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. So a big thank you to my wonderful guests and also to the team, to Michael Bachman, the producer, to David DeRoche, the executive producer, Heather Popovics on social media, and Scott Holmes, who's provided the theme music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to all our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at qupodcasts. And then please feel free to send us an email at qupodcasts at qu.edu. And of course, I'm really hoping that you stop by next week to listen to my friend Nadine Stewart. I know that you're going to enjoy hearing her information and conversation regarding wisdom, faith, and she does it with an element of humor, which I love so much. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek that we'll be chatting about her practice of honoring herself with a day of rest as a form of self-care. So stop by. And until then, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your best friend.